0: business owners and executives from around the valley. This is Business Leaders with Lance Cardoza. Good morning and welcome to Business Leaders. My name is Lance Cardoza, and I wanna thank our sponsor, Flooring Liquidators, for making this episode and past episodes of Business Leaders possible. We're right here in the studios at KMPH Fox 26, and wanna encourage everybody to catch past episodes of Business Leaders by going to businessleaders.tv. This week from Citibank, I have a rock star, I'm telling you. We were sitting here talking before the program, but Patricia velasquez Topeta, welcome to the program. And Citibank, you have a great title. You're a community manager. Yes. And really connecting the bank to the community, right? Yes. And it's a community manager with like about three other titles on that as yes. well. Yes. Um, what is the official title?
1: Um, the official title is uh, Vice President um, and Community Relations Market Manager for the West, and I get to serve the greater Central Valley region and a couple of counties up north.
0: Oh, wow. And, and your your story, and just reading a little bit about it, is a lot of serving and serving your community. Even before, I think, you were with the bank, with Citibank, that is one thing that's been very... Uh, and grilled in you, and you you carry that with a passion. Tell me, where do you get that from?
1: Um, yeah, so serving, um, I would say specifically serving, you know, local communities as well as um, immigrant communities, Spanish-speaking communities in the valley and across California. It's um, it's my passion, and I I would like to share and honor the the work of my aunt, um, Erminia Topete and so growing up in mexico i actually moved to the states when i was 12. my aunt Erminia sold uh, lottery numbers uh, in monte Tamaulipas. that's the state that i'm that i'm from and so you know she rode her bike ar- around neighborhoods she sold lottery numbers that's where i learned to serve community that's where i saw what community um, providing services to community looks like and my aunt, with the little that she made as a I, I call her a small business owner entrepreneur, she's uh the first experience i had uh, yeah. from, from as a young child. you know the little that she made that's how she sent me to school. you know we were a low income family in Mexico. she had less than um, a high school education um as a mexican woman uh but the little that she made from selling lottery numbers it's how I went to school you know it's how we were fed it's how i had money to buy lunches like the rest of the students in school who were wealthier. I never felt like I wasn't wealthy because my aunt always provided. So from the beginning of time, I also saw her save save up. You know, she she didn't make too much, but she would save up everything she made and she would loan the money to my aunts, to my mother, uh, to our cousins, to the woman in the family. And that's where I started to see, wow, Economic uh, resources and stability and saving is extremely important to to really take your family to the next level. And you know that's also something I've done for my younger sister. She studies in Mexico, and I've been uh, very grateful that I have the opportunity to be able to provide for her higher ed. And
0: be able to do that, and you saw that through your aunt, yes, through your tía, right? My tía. Your yeah, tía, yeah, and so. <laughs> you got to see her interact with the community. Like you said, she's not just selling something, Yes. she's, they're buying from her. And you got to see that interaction with community and how they responded to your Tia. And when they probably enjoyed to see her show up and come by and almost felt like it was family. Yes. And that's sort of, that is community. And you might have a product you're selling or you might have a service you're selling, but people buy from people and they want to invest in people because they, they, have this uh, trust. And you saw that that your aunt provided that yes. to people. So it didn't stop there. So your your sense of community involvement and the passion and hard work uh, led you to bigger things. And I wanna tell everybody at home watching here on Business Leaders that you're uh, in the presence of an honoree of the 40 under 40 right here for many weeks leading up on Business Leaders. We talked about young professionals out there that are civic leaders and. Uh, responsible entrepreneurs in our community that have made an impact on our community and congratulations that you're in the uh, 40 under 40 sponsored by TV. <laughs> so
1: congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to have been selected for the 2022 honorees list.
0: That's right. Every year there's a class that comes out and I talk to our uh, our group of past alumni members when they do the selection committee and they always wonder, are we going to find a class that was as good as last year, or as good <laughs> as the year I was in? And every year there's always many, many people and great nominations and really jewels of the valley that come through all the way from Merced mm-hmm. uh, down to uh, to Larry Visea and those areas and in between and we always have a great class. And the class of 2022, you can see it by going to 40, the letter U Com and see the class of 2022 where Patricia and 39 others are gonna be honored on December 1st down at Chichancy Park. So, the community work that you've done led to our state capitol. Yes. And you were appointed by two different governors, Governor Brown and also Governor Newsom on two different appointments with Governor Newsom. Talk yes. to us about that.
1: Um, yes, so, you know, I, I like to share that I, I relocated back to the Valley three and a half years ago, four years. Um, because I was living in Sacramento, you know, um, I actually started my public service career with the executive branch as um, an executive fellow with Capital Fellows, uh, the Capitol Fellows program. And that really, th- that program really offset the beginning of my career with both Brown and Newsom. And when I first worked with Brown, which it was an honor to be you know, in my in my mid 20s, and be appointed by by the Brown administration, and I got to work at the state census um, governor's office with the state. It, it happens every 10 years, and really, California as California, we invested approximately 200 million dollars in our. Low-income communities that typically do not civically participate, you know, in different uh, different programs, right? Different initiatives. Yeah. So my role with with Brown and then with Newsom was to really encourage our communities in the coast. So I actually had all of the coast coastal counties, and part of the Central Valley. It was really to provide messaging strategies, outreach strategies in Spanish, um, and really to build trusted messages that would reach our communities and get them to respond to the census. So that was a project once in a lifetime that I got to experience and we we still make a joke that I literally work in every department for the census for the four years that our office existed.
0: <laughs> wow that was a big <laughs> undertaking. I know when it happened it was It was everything was about the census at that time. I think my my wife at that time, uh, uh, she worked for the census. It was out in the (laughs) Carothers area. Great stories from that. Don't go away. There's more to come with Business Leaders with Patricia Velasquez Topita. We'll be right back here on Business Leaders. Make sure you go to businessleaders.tv for this episode and other episodes. Welcome back to Business Leaders, sitting here with Patricia with Citibank. And Patricia, you were talking about your appointments at the state capitol. And at a young age, too, you know, yes. some people spend a lifetime in their career to get that call from a governor of any state to say, I want to appoint you to a commission or I want to appoint you to this uh, executive uh, position to watch over a certain area of the state for me. And you're how old? You were in your 20s when you got that call?
1: Yes, I was um, in my mid-20s, mid-20s. Uh, when I got that call.
0: So just a couple years
1: ago. I go, yes yeah, I go, yes, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just a couple, a couple of years, years ago, ago. <laughs> so you
0: you're appointed by Governor Brown's office, but also two appointments with Governor Newsom, Yes, talk to me
1: about that um yeah, so with with governor um Governor uh, Governor Newsom, I was appointed it was still with the census campaign, um and that's when I was appointed to oversee all of the counties in the central coast. Um, so my appointment under Newsom was really. Before I was doing a lot of um, the administrative administration infrastructure of the office, setting up the entire office from, you know, scratch, getting it up and running, and we were hiring employees. I joined the census when there were only three of us, oh. and then when I was at the census with my second appointment, there were thirty of us. Huge difference. I can tell you about the challenges and everything that I learned yeah. over four years. Um, but when I was with Newsom's office as um, a regional program manager for the Central Coast and parts of the Central Valley, um, really this appointment got me to be on the ground. Um, I got to be in Monterey County talking to community members, developing a lot of relationships with nonprofits that I still work with um, <laughs> in the coast, and a lot of relationships developed here in the Central Valley. So. When I moved back from Sacramento to take um, to take you know to take over the Citibank role, I already had established relationships um, with a lot of the partners from Kern County to Sacramento, San Joaquin areas. Um, so I would say that that second appointment with Newsom really gave me an opportunity to build long-lasting partnerships across the coast and across the Central Valley. And what I enjoy the most, Lance, is really to be in community with farm workers. Um, I love to go to Stockton, be in front of uh, farm workers and their children. What I'm doing with you, share my story and really just inspire them to to tell them you can, if you're a farm worker and you wanna go back to school, you can get certifications. If you're the children of a farm worker um, and you've grown up in the Central Valley, you can go to Fresno City College, you can go to a UC or a CSU, and really the sky is the limit. You can dream, you can become a business owner, you can work in government and run a department, be an appointee uh, yeah, to a governor. It,
0: yeah, if you if you dream it, it'll happen. Yes. And if you put the work in. That's, if you that's put the work part. in. And I think your inspirations, you said your Tia, and she sort of gave you that inspiration of a lot of hard work, a lot of saving, a lot of focus and being yes. driven. You can go places, but when that happened for you with uh, the governor's office, you got that first call. Did you see it coming or it was just all of a sudden out of the blue, uh, this position was presented to you with this, uh, probably a challenge at the time, the, the new <laughs> chapter in your life, yes. in business?
1: Did, did I see it coming? Um, I, I did not see it coming. I, I think it was a surprise and it was an honor. Um, I think I've always been been the type of person, even when when I'm working now with Citibank, I do the work. I think my my work speaks for itself. Um, I'm the person that says, you know, if a team member is struggling, if we need more bandwidth, even if it's not my territory or per se, like my responsibility, I'm the person that says, I'll step in, I'll support. We will do this together because if, if one part of the organization doesn't succeed, we don't succeed. We, we either walk together and march together as an organization or we're not succeeding together. So I think the call really came from at the census. I I was always the employee that said you need copies because there's no copies. I'll bring the copies to the meeting. I was running around the Capitol when the printers broke down to go borrow printers. And then I was leading meetings right in the office of the governor. So I think my work ethic from what do you need done will get done no task is too small no task is too big and i and think no task
0: is underneath you and, and so no, no task enough.
1: is underneath me um right. i really think that my my the administrators and the leaders and the executive leaders at the census office took notice of that mm-hmm. took notice of what i was doing day in and day out and that's how the call came
0: and if anybody's watching business leaders here on kmph fox 26 and they they say uh, you know that's that's me or I can do that you can and you if you put in the hard work you put in yes. the hustle and you'll get noticed it's just like a player that takes the gridiron or takes the diamond or is on the soccer field if you hustle and you get to your position <laughs> first and you do a great job you will get noticed yes. and people will pay attention Citibank VP of the community manager of the west the western side of our our uh, is it the county or you You serve many counties, Um, So I
1: serve many counties. So um, Community Relations West Market Manager is the the western states of of the U.S. Um, That's where the title comes from. But I do serve counties from uh, Kern County up to Sacramento and I have a couple more counties further north. So that's the region that I covered um, with Citibank um, in regards to providing financial education, um, providing resources to our communities, regarding savings financial planning um as well as workshops about becoming a home owner as well so that's that's what i get to do among many other innovative um innovative areas with the bank so
0: you sort of became what your tia was to you yes you've you took on that and that's why i say as a young age we have an impact on young people Mm -hmm. and especially dreamers so i talk about people that want to be an entrepreneur or they they're chasing that dream and We have a big impact on people so a lot of times when they say you can't do that that's the wrong thing to say all you have to do is set the target go after the target we'll be right back with patricia with citibank don't go away welcome back to business leaders here at kmph fox 26. i want to remind everybody we're on a podcast so podcast you go wherever you get your podcast on your itunes or your spotify you go to business leaders with lance and make sure you get our podcast each and every week right after we air, right here on KMPH Fox 26. Patricia Velasquez Topete? Topete.
1: Hey, yeah, I got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you said there's also another middle name in there. Yes. What, would it, but you left it off, but what, what is that middle name? Guadalupe. Guadalupe, Yes. Oh, that would be. So when you were a kid, that was like, <laughs> it's
1: like. Very long name. Yeah, yeah, very yes. long
0: name. You didn't have enough room on the paper, I'm sure, at times.
1: That's my email address. Very long email now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So thank you for being on the program. you got such an inspiring, great story. And I want to thank Citibank also, too, for uh, allowing you to come on the show to share your personal story. And I know you're passionate about your work as the VP of Community Manager of the West Side. But uh, talk to us about when going out and helping people, and I know going out and helping, especially people that have worked in the fields or are currently Mm -hmm. working in the fields, you had a similar experience. So that's something that you feel that you need to give back to them or give them some hope and tell them you can do something big with your life.
1: Yes. Um, so, so something that I think is very important to share as um, a part of my journey and my story. When I attended college, um, I actually went to Fresno Pacific University for my um, bachelor's degree. Um, during my summers at Fresno Pacific, I actually went to Salinas, um, to Salinas, California, and I would pick uh, strawberries. So I was a farm worker doing my my summers at Pacific, and I actually. I was out there because I needed to pay for my education, my tuition, right, room and board um, for higher education. And so I got to know the communities from Salinas. I got to um, hear a lot of stories from the farm workers that were right next to me. And I'll always remember, Lance, um, the women, uh, the women farm workers that were out there, they would always be, you're here again. Aren't you supposed to be in school? And I would share with them, yes. I'm here because this is how I stay in school. And they learned that one day I wanted to work in government. So a lot of the women actually, I wasn't the fastest picker of, of strawberry crops. They started leaving their strawberry boxes to help me to make ends meet for my year. And I was surprised because I thought all of these women farm workers are out here to try to really make money for their families. And they're leaving their crop behind for me to help you to help me and a lot and I still remember the message that they told me one when, when I was leaving back to Fresno and they said one day when you work in government and are a part of policymaking remember our children remember our stories and remember to take us into account when you're in leadership and I've never forgotten that request and that message
0: beautiful beautiful and you've continued to pay that forward Speaking to a classroom recently you were talking yes. about that, and that what did that do for you when you went into a classroom and really you saw the inspiration in their eyes mm. talking to them about your story
1: yeah um so most recently actually about a month and a half ago um, before before meeting you today here, I went to speak to students at Fresno city Com- uh, Fresno City community College first year students um, a lot of them first-generation students as well. And I remember I I shared my story. I shared how I worked for Citibank, how I had worked for government. I shared my story about working in the fields in the beginning. Uh, And I also shared how I came to the States when I was 12 without my parents. And I went to college without any resources as well. Like, I was struggling. When I was in high school, I went to McLean High School and I, I remembered how am I going to attend college without any resources and finances? And and I told the students, when I was in high school, I applied for every local statewide scholarship, private funding that was out there. I was up until 4 a.m., drinking Escafe, writing another <laughs> essay. I was bothering my teachers, asking them to proofread at 6 a.m. I was getting rights to the interviews for scholarships, asking my neighbors, asking my teachers. And I told the students, you you can't tell me you can't go to college because of funding because there is so much funding. And if you look, you will find it if you're willing to write, if you're willing to work, there is no excuse you can't go to college. There is no excuse that you won't have access to to transportation. I'll help you find it. There is resources, there is nonprofits in town. We'll look for it together. There's no reason for you not to come to class. And speaking to the students and sharing how I had been a farm worker and an immigrant without resources for higher ed. After I went to speak to them, many of them messaged me and said, I didn't know that someone like me from a farm working family or farm workers themselves, cause they had worked in the fields too. They said, I didn't know that I could work in government. I didn't know that I could work at a bank and, um, and become a BPS yourself. I didn't know that I could work in these offices that you worked for as a farm worker. And my story, many of them shared in messages, they said, it's transformed me. I will, I will stay disciplined to my studies and I will reach out to you when I have questions and when I'm graduating. And, and I encourage them, look for mentors, apply for internships. Work extremely hard and also find something that's authentic to what you like. Don't just pursue a career because of what you heard you should study. I said, listen to your passion because I've listened to my passion throughout my career. And at times you're going to
0: get no, and that's okay. You have to stay driven and we could talk for hours. I know. And that's all the time we have on Business Leaders. Thank you for being on the program. Real quick question. After working in the fields, do you like strawberries? Some days. (laughs) days. I had a feeling it was a pleasure. Thank you for being on the program. And that's all the time we have. Next Tuesday morning at 11, Business Leaders.